Hello, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. Good afternoon, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. The news comes at you fast. America's Food and Drug Administration have said that Trump was incorrect. There's information and misinformation. Their own NAFDAQ came out and told Donald Trump, we're going to be waiting here. Where are you talking? Are you talking with by yourself? It is okay. And making sense of it can be hard. Can you okay? I will let you talk. Can you okay? Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. But that's my job. Let's talk context. Let's talk statistics. Talk about those bills at the Senate right now. Let's talk to the experts and the newsmakers. Um, I, I see the kind of stability that would, would, would allow uh, growth to happen by this time next year. Every weekday at three. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesi. Let's talk hard facts. Good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. We start with uh, some tragic news. Nigeria's first ever female combat helicopter pilot has died. Flying officer Tolunokwe Arotile died in a road accident at NAF base Kaduna. She earned her wings less than a year ago and she fought bravely in active combat. I also have to tell you about the death of Fahim Saleh. He was the founder and CEO of Gokata here in Nigeria. He was apparently murdered in his apartment in New York. But we also have some good news today. The Senate has passed a bill to amend the criminal code. If the House of Reps agrees and the president signs, the statute of limitations on rape charges will be removed. That will mean that it won't matter how long ago a rape was. The survivor can raise the issue even years later and the courts will be allowed to hear it. Also, the bill redefines rape as something that can happen to both men and women. So victories, victories everywhere. The conversations we're having are birthing results, yielding results. Don't let anybody tell you that activism and making noise doesn't work. I'm also glad that both men and women are listening, all half a million of you. And I'm going to start with uh, the big three today. Let's talk about the debate over the uh, WASSCE exam. And then let's talk about uh, hundreds of soldiers wanting to retire and the House of Reps wanting to find out why. And then let's talk about Chris Okotie saying online church services are unbiblical. Now, remember, you can talk to us on Twitter, Nigeria Info FM. We're also streaming on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. We're streaming on YouTube as well. And you can always listen to any episode of Hard Facts that you miss on our podcast. That's right. Hard Facts is now available as a podcast. So every day at the end of each show, we have that day's show uploaded online for you so that you can go and listen again and understand something or rewind and hear something that you thought you didn't really hear all of that available on the internet on your favorite uh, podcast streaming service today is wednesday so we're bringing you the glass ceiling on today's glass ceiling let's talk about the challenges that women lawyers face in their profession glass ceilings are everywhere you know this by now so we're going to hear how women lawyers are overcoming these glass ceilings i'm going to talk to three women at various stages of their careers we've got two lawyers and one law student on the show here at 4 p.m maybe you're going to recognize some of the things that they talk about in your own line of work so if you're a female lawyer or you know a female lawyer please get them to listen to the show today or if you're just a female who is in a professional uh, industry uh tune in at four or keep listening by the time it's four o'clock and uh, you're going to hear something that uh, you like or you can relate to and if you're not female or if you're not a professional and you just like great conversation listen anyway 4 p.m that's when glass ceiling comes your way on today's big hard fact remember i told you yesterday that we're going to talk about the scandals rocking the niger delta development commission the NDDC. Yes, that conversation comes your way today at five. You'll get news updates at the top of every hour. We've got uh, just a minute coming your way as well. It's not happening right now. Just a minute typically happens at the very end of 
of the show. So if you want to call me for just a minute, just wait until the end of the show, like the last four minutes or last three minutes of the show. That's when just a minute happens and you get a chance to win 10,000 Naira. After the news at six, if there will be a news at six, we'll hand you over to the sports gang. I don't think... um, there will be a news at six because, you know, they're still playing lots and lots of football. So look forward to the games uh, tonight when we hand you over to Femi and the gang. But let me bring you the big three. This is the big three. The big three. On the hard facts. On 99.3. Nigeria Info. Should the federal government reverse its decision on Wayak? Or should state governments join it? Does the army have a motivation problem? Are online church services unscriptural? Those are your big three. Let's talk. Our first story is the situation with the WIAC exam. So first of all, the Ministry of Education wants to clarify its position. Ministry of Education says that it has not banned the exam as some news outlets are suggesting. Remember, I said here on Hard Facts that the federal government can only stop Unity schools from taking part. Yesterday, the Minister of State for Education confirmed what I said. He said the federal government cannot stop Wayek from holding the exams and they cannot stop state schools or private schools from taking part. That's because secondary education is in the concurrent list in the constitution. It's not on the exclusive list. So state governments have equal power with the federal government. But he did say that he hopes that the states will follow the federal government's example and pull out of the exam. But see, even the federal government is divided on this matter. The House of Reps passed a motion asking the president to overrule the ministry and let federal students take the exam. Now, ministry has not answered the House yet, but they held a meeting with Wayek. And after the meeting, the education perm sec said, quote, We met today with Wayek and new dates will be announced soon. A lot depend on me, you and fellow citizens taking responsibility to bring down the rate of spread and ensuring that our school teachers and students get what they need to open safely, end quote. So it kind of looks like the federal government is trying to negotiate a delay, at least, of the exam with WIAC. Meanwhile, we have prominent citizens asking the federal government to change its mind. Chief uh, Afeba Lola said uh, that it would leave uh, 1.5 million students idle. And I'm guessing that Chief, Chief Babalola misunderstood the federal government and thought that they ordered a total ban. Because remember, that's the story that's been circulating and that's not correct. We also have Pete Obi, uh, who's who has asked the government to allow the exams to hold, but to set up better social distancing. So everybody's weighing in. Everybody's talking where they pinch them. And I wonder where you stand. I want you to weigh in as well. Now that you've heard the federal government's clarification that they can only stop unity schools, what do you think? Do you support their decision and their call? Do you think that uh, asking states to join them is the right way to go? Do you support that states should join the federal government to not hold WIAC exams for graduating students? Or are you with the House of Reps? Are you with Peter Obi? What do you think about the ministry negotiating with WIAC for new exam dates if we get COVID-19 under control? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. You can also send us a WhatsApp message. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 080-959-75805. That's for uh, WhatsApp. Okay. All right, then. <laughs> Let's talk to Olua Femi, who's on the line. Hello, Olua Femi. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Yeah, this is Lofim on the line. Yes, Lofim, go ahead. Um, I think it's very bad on this part of the government, for the federal government in particular, for stopping them wired to some extent. The thing is, they could put in some measures, like we've seen some South um, Asian countries and some Asian countries like China and the rest. They put in some social distancing measures whereby students could be able to distance themselves from other students, like some 
um, glasses I saw, transparent glasses, whereby the teachers and the students can see themselves, but they can't touch each other directly. You get it will make a lot of setbacks. At least, you know that in the, largely in the north, most of students over there are having setbacks. A lot of out of school children. But for now, it will make everything more worse. And as regards the Chris um story, can I weigh in on that also? Sure, go ahead. Uh, he said um, online, um, what, what is the, um, online um, teaching is unscriptural. Yes, online so services collect, are unscriptural. They can collect their so called sites or finance via online platform, via various mobile banking platform also. And he is um, calling me here also. Is it scriptural also? I beg me the man go sit down, Jerry. Thank you very much, Sandra. <laughs> Thanks for calling me. Uh, 99.3. Hello? Hello? All right. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. The number to call is 0700-993-993-993. Do you think the state governments should join um, the federal government in... Uh, postponing the exams, the WIAC exams. Um, do you support their decision and their call for states to join them? Or are you with the House of Reps who's asking that the federal government overrule what the minister said? Are you with Pitobi? What do you think about the ministry negotiating with WIAC for new exam dates if we get COVID-19 under control? We've got uh, Ikechuku on the line. Hello. Hello, Ikechuku. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I support the uh, uh, state government. Let them go and write a right. Leave government. If you ever enter into school, now that's why they don't talk to Amazon for it. So <laughs> the students cannot enter there to write exam. That's why they don't want them to open. They are collecting tithes and offering online. And they are saying it's not script, it's, it's scriptural. That's why I don't want them to open church because if they open church, they'll be telling us tomorrow that. They, they are carrying Koro. They are carrying Koro. They do not see where Koro is coming. Now, they want to tell us they are carrying Koro. Thank you, Omar. Thank you, sir. 99.3. Hello, good afternoon, President Salara. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Yes, this is Zurakat Mustafa. Well, welcome, you know, Zurakat. Uh, just yesterday. Oh, good. Congratulations again. Thank you, Omar. Mm. Is that you get my contact in the first place? Yes, we've gotten and your contact. Okay, Ma. You couldn't call me for my account number. Well, somebody will call you. I'm not the one who will call you. All right, ma. Then concerning the uh, white student, hmm. I think the best way they can write their examination is through online platform. Because hmm. I could remember the time I was in National Open University. Hmm. We used to write our exam at the 111 and 12 level hmm. online. Okay. And we will see the results immediately. Wow. But the only limitation there I could see is that they may not write theory. Except that they want to create a gap on the screen that they will type their solutions like that. Mm. So that's that's the way I see that uh, they, they can write their exam, you know, effectively and comfortably without do it online. But 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 how many how many how many schools have access to computers? How many like that's how will that work? Mm. That's just limitation. Mm. So what I just believe is that if school has come back. Mm-hmm. Like that, mm-hmm. government will spend on education. Mm. And the way I look at Nigeria now, it's like our government are not ready to spend. So until the spread of COVID-19 is down, mm. before education can come in. Can come back. Zura Katz, thank, thank you for you calling back. We've got Toby on the line. Hello, Toby. Okay, I think my radio is still on. That is why. Toby is in motion. Hello, Toby. Hello, Sergeant. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good to have you on the show. Yes, thank you very much. So yeah. I just wanted to ask, uh, because I've been um, all these, uh, uh, let students go back to right work. Mm. So I just wanted to ask, I'm sure I have mentioned personally, that after taking the work, mm. that, what are they going to do with the work after taking the work? Because I don't know why they are rushing it. I'm, I feel like we are not ready as um, a country for to, the exams. To do exams. Mm. Uh, to do the exams. So I'm wondering if, we are rushing things to take it. What do they want to do with it after we grow this thing? Well, they'll, they'll, use it to, they'll use it to enter university now. <laughs> and yes, I will be, okay, I am an undergraduate. I've been out there since. Mm. So I, I know that uh, we were not true with our first semester. So uh, for the past well, four months, year about now, mm. I won't be doing any studies. My project has been on hold because I can't even speak to my supervisors. Mm. Uh, uh, 
They will guide me. So, so after they take the work, they will send the universities. But also on road. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. I see your yeah. point too, Bear. We should just fix it. This is everybody is trying to keep me. But just keep ourselves alive. Mm. The battle we we will fight together. We'll fight it and we'll come out to this thing. Can't take our exams. Okay. So, anyway, that's what I was Thank you for calling to say it, Toby. I appreciate it. Chooks is on the line. Hello, Chooks. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Yeah, um, Sandra, the, I think the, the issue is the federal government didn't want to spend this money. Okay. Honestly, okay. because, like I said, hmm. um, the private schools are ready to reopen. Hmm. The federal government, the schools, the public schools owned by the federal government, owned by the state government, are not ready to reopen. They are not ready. Hmm. They know that if they have to reopen under the guidelines, they will spend a lot of money. That is what is happening, honestly. Because I, I can't see a situation whereby you necessitate some, um, you, you ask some people to go out because it's necessary. Hmm. And education is the least of your priority. It is the least. Sandra, it is shameful. It is because they don't want to spend this money. And if they, if they, if they continue living this way, our education will go down the mess. They are telling the state government to cooperate with them and to join them in doing what? In pulling out of work. Why? Why is it that we can't we, we can't control this thing? Even as little as this public uh, private little little private schools are, they can they can do their social distancing, they can do everything, they can control it. I'm very sure of that. But the public schools owned by this government, this same federal and state government, cannot control their pupils. They have over under in a class, over eighteen in a class. They can't control them. And their teachers are at home feeling comfortable because they are being paid every month. And everybody's feeling comfortable about it because their children are not involved. That's just the truth. The children that are being involved are the children of the, of the poor, those that cannot afford to attend the, the so-called big private schools. They are those at home. And you are not considering that you are telling state government to join you in pulling out of work. It is a shame. Let them bring out the, if the, the money is there. If they can just bring it out, put the necessary guidelines in place, everything will go on fine. It is what we know that can happen. And it's because the sufficient of these people, they won't do it. Okay, thank you, Chooks, for calling and sharing your thoughts. We've got Astia on the line. Good to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Um, okay, I'm going to say something that you might not actually agree with me. Hmm. In as much as I don't trust our government, hmm. you know, whenever there's a situation, they use it for their selfish purposes. But my 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 advice would be let everybody focus on surviving 2020. <laughs> it is also impossible. No. No, the focus should be surviving 2020. <laughs> that should be our focus. It is also going to be very impossible for the students to write WIAG this year. Hmm. Basically because uh, a week to second time exam, that was when the lockdown began. Mm-hmm. And I remember back in my time, 1999, when I was WIAG, hmm. we had to reverse. Hmm. And for science students or those wanting to write mathematics, practical you need revision. Mm-hmm. You need the teachers to help. You need mm-hmm. them to guide you. Mm-hmm. They miss out on all this. Mm-hmm. So if they are in a rush to write their YA, because mm-hmm. they have so many years ahead, they shouldn't be in a rush. The important thing is surviving 2020 until 2021. <laughs> so I, I feel both the federal and state government, they mm. should work together for the benefit of these children. Mm. They shouldn't be pressured into wanting to, you know, making sure that the exam has to be written. Mm. No, because okay. even though we we hear about the increased cases of the uh, confirmed COVID uh, infected people, mm-hmm. they have to. Because my concern is, what if one of them gets infected? Mm. What if? God forbid. And we have to put our children's health and life and their security and life first. So, too bad. I mean, everybody is affected, both economically, some jobs, education. Even those at university, they should hold on. Mm. Too bad. Our system isn't so strong. We don't have government. We don't put many things in place. Mm-hmm. But I'm pleading. What is really, really important is we need to just focus on surviving this effort. As for Crystal Kate, <laughs> I don't want to sound like a critic, but I'm kind of going to sound like a critic. <laughs> How do you say online church service is unbiblical? Hmm. For God's sake, God is not restricted anyway. Are you trying to say if the likes of me who don't go to church, hmm. 
and I decide to stay at home to pray, to fast and work on my faith, does that make me or my practice unbelievable? I think it is very obvious. The red flag is there. This man depends on sight. He doesn't want to do online show. You See, if it works for him, if, if it doesn't work for him, let him keep his mouth shut. I'm not trying to say he doesn't have the right to his opinion, but when you say people who are trying to stay alive mm. due to this COVID virus and they decide, okay, let me practice mm. uh, a safety measure, staying mm. at home, online uh, uh, church service, is he trying to say they, 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 do, they, they lack faith mm. or oh, that is unbiblical? Mm. It's like our children, some of their schools or Lagos State have decided, okay, let's have an online class mm-hmm. for our students mm-hmm. by Lagos State government. Mm-hmm. Are we also going to condemn that and say, oh, that's that's not a proper way to educate our children. Even mm. though they make videos, they try to meet up on the syllabus. Mm. No, Christocote shouldn't say that. They shouldn't. Because even it's in the New Testament. I do, I'm not religious, but I, I remember what Christ said. I also remember what Christ did. He went to the wilderness to pray. He didn't do it at the synagogue where he went to teach. So, please, it should, it should stop that. Let him come out and admit that he's hungry. Uh, people admit that they are hungry. What is there? Ask somebody or your child. They will help. So, him saying he's unbiblical. No, 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 no. I can read between the lines. Okay. That is absolutely wrong. All right, Astia. Thank you so much. Why haven't you called yeah, us sir. before? Call us again. I, I loved talking to you. <laughs> I was trying. It's just it's difficult to get know. through, I know. But once you get through the I first time, it gets easier. It's always difficult, so yeah. I always listen, but I'll try my best. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you. much for calling today. I appreciate it. The House of Reps is also working in our second story. Here, they want to investigate mass retirements in the army. So here's what's happening. Apparently, hundreds of soldiers have asked the army to grant them voluntary retirement. Here's how the chief whip of the House of Reps described it. That's uh, Mohamed Monguno. He said, quote, On the 3rd of July, 366 soldiers, which is a battalion serving in the Northeast and other theatres of operation, wrote to the chief of army staff asking for voluntary retirement from the Nigerian army, citing loss of interest. Military sources blamed low morale and mass casualty for such resignations. If this is not brought under check by having disgruntled soldiers in the society without job security, it may become a major security threat. End of quote. So here you have a principal officer of the House of Reps sounding the alarm that morale is so low in the army that soldiers are opting to retire. And he wants the Green Chamber to get to the bottom of what's happening in the army. Because, of course, I don't have to remind you that we need the army right now. We're fighting against Boko Haram. But Monguno did not stop there. He gave some possible reasons for the drop in army morale. He mentioned the redeployment of Major General Olusegun Adeni. Remember when we talked about uh, Adeni on this show? We talked about that on Hard Facts. Do you remember? He was in charge of Operation Alafi Adoli. But then a video leaked where he was complaining to the Chief of Army staff about his men's lack of equipment and trucks and weapons. As soon as that video went viral, he was transferred from the battlefront. And Monguno is wondering, could the problems Major General Adeni talked about be the reason these soldiers want to retire? Now, we've been talking about soldier welfare and equipping for a long time. It was actually a campaign point during the 2015 elections because under the last administration, some soldiers actually mutinied against their commanding officers. Now, fast forward five years and we're seeing soldiers retiring because of conditions. So obviously something is still going wrong with the system that provides welfare for soldiers as well as equipment and weapons. And that's what I want us to talk about. What is going wrong? And how do we make it right? Do you support the decision of the House of Reps to probe the mass retirements in the army? Do you agree with Chief Whip Monguno that it's probably tied to welfare and equipping? 
Why do these things keep going wrong in the army? How do we fix it? We're streaming this conversation live on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. And you can get in touch via WhatsApp 80 You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I am Sandra Ezekwasili. support the rep's decision to probe the mass retirements in the army. Do you agree with Chief Whip Monguno that it's probably tied to welfare and equipping? Why do these things keep going wrong in the army and how do we fix it? 0700-993-993-993. Our first story on the show was about the WASC exam. Uh, the Ministry of Education clarified its position, told people it hasn't banned the exam the way that some news outlets was reporting. Uh, he said that um, what they want is that um, uh, uh, state schools, private schools, should join unity schools um, to stay away from the exams until we have COVID-19 under control. And one of the questions I was asking on that show is if you think the federal government should reverse its decision on WIAC or if you think the state governments should join and and, uh, take the exams. Another question I'm also asking on today's show uh, is from our second story. We have the House of Reps um, wanting to investigate mass retirements in the army. I told you that 366 soldiers, which is a battalion serving in the Northeast and other theatres of operation, wrote to the Chief of Army Staff asking for voluntary retirement from the Nigerian Army. Do you support their decision to probe the why of it? Do you think it's because uh, of welfare and equipping? Those are not my own thoughts. Those are the uh, words of Chief, Chief Whip Monguno, Chief Whip of the House of Representatives. Emmanuel is on the line. Hello, Emmanuel. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, the question you raised concerning the, um, what the National Assembly intends to do hmm. about the Nigerian Armed Forces, I think uh, there is no better time to do that than now. Okay. You see, my observation is this. There was a time of uh, General Adeniji who raised issue from the battlefront and he was redeployed. Mm. I think a fortnight ago another soldier granted an interview about the situation at the war front Mm. and that guy was arrested. Even the arrest was extended to his wife. I don't know their condition right now. Mm. That over 300 soldiers are coming out to say that they voluntarily want to leave uh, the Nigerian uh, uh, the service mm-hmm. is a point that something is critically very wrong. And if the National Assembly can step up at this time and institute a pro panel to actually find out what is going on, I think it's gonna it will go a long way in addressing the situation, ugly situation that we have at hand. Mind you that Nigeria is in a war situation. Our people are being killed day by day. And now, people are at the top echelon of uh, the, the, the armed forces. Whatever they are doing, that is making all these other people to complain. Nobody seems to be listening. I think if the National Assembly is waking up at this time to address that or to prove that, I am very much in support. And let it be done as quickly as possible. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling to share that with us. We've got so many thoughts on Twitter. Huge Digital Marketing says, how can House of Reps, Senate members who are not facing Boko Haram or bandits on a daily basis be earning over 13 million naira monthly, much more than the military? There's nothing to find out. Let the reps fight for Nigerians. Peter Tamitokbe also on Twitter says, on the mass retirement of soldiers, the House of Reps members did not get his fact right. I learned that these soldiers asked to be retired on health grounds and some that have reached 35 years in service. Soldiers don't just retire like that. 
All right. We've got another person here who is in Nozatima says that uh, why wouldn't soldiers resign? What do you expect? Their welfare is not being taken care of, which includes their armory. When Boko Haram is upgrading their armory, Nigerian army is still using outdated ones, hence the increased number of killings. Chidi Peter O says, I support the House of Reps to probe the mass retirements so that the big guys in the military that are shortchanging us will be brought to book. Let them also retire and go back to their families. After all, their lives are not saved. Okay. Michael is in Ibejuleki. Hello, Michael. Hello, good afternoon. This is Michael from Ibejuleki. Yes, welcome. Yes, I would like the, the house to prove what is happening in the ministry. Hmm. I have a boy that is serving that is in that uh, war zone now, fighting for over years. Okay. He went there for the first time and come back. Okay. Went for the second time and come back. The third time is still there now. When we have a discussion, he's complaining what they used to do to them. No, they don't, they don't look at them as they used to look, look at them as make life easy to them in the barracks. Life is difficult with the army. He begged me that I want to retire. I said, no, hold on. Continue, things will be well. But come to Ekoi here. All the army generals are corner by the Holy Koi building, high-rising building. Where they get this money? They, do, they can't prove them. Come, come all over to, to Lake here. Some of the army generals the same thing. Buying places. Where they get this money? And the other young ones are suffering there in the forest. Please, let you prove them. Something should still be done. In terms of a passenger, the army enjoy. They pay them enough money, increase their salary, give some of them, the junior ones, Okada, some bicycle, some cars. Make life easy with the army. But look at this government. Nothing is happening. They should do something. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling us, Michael. Uh, we've got messages on WhatsApp. Let's take a look at a few of them. Mm, there's no smoke without fire. For 300 officers in the same battalion, requesting for retirement means there's corruption in the army among senior officers that is sabotaging their efforts and is directly causing avoidable death of their colleagues. If I'm among them, I will resign. Uh, we've got that message from uh, Chibike. Chibike is Nikotum. Chibike, thanks for sending your message in. Abdusalam from Agege says, The story about mass retirement in the army is a ruse. Nothing of such is happening. The rep member did not get his facts right. Hmm. Uh, we've got uh, more comments here on WhatsApp. You cannot blame the 366 soldiers that applied for early retirement. Uh, if all was well, the figures will not be as high as we are expecting now. And let the National Assembly do proper investigation because there's no smoke without fire. No equipment. The welfare is completely zero. How do you want them to defeat Boko Haram? Uh, George from Ejibo says. All right. We've got Sunday in Lekki. Hello, Sunday. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Yeah. So I want to talk about the religious leaders, the religious uh, pastor that is telling us about uh, about the online speech. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, it depends on the uh, on the people that are listening to them. So, man, for me, I don't see them in the, I don't see them relevant except. I don't see them relevant at all. Okay. Because they are, for me, they are just trying to be relevant because you, you, everybody, the, 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 everything is on each of everybody's hands. If you like to listen to them, you listen to them. You can, you can gossip anywhere. They are not trying to follow Christ. They are following all these Moses and all those Isaiah. They are not trying to be their own laws and laws. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. Because... People is for me the people that are listening to them. That that is my own fact. The people that listen to them is not their own relevant to me. I okay. can I can be a pastor. I can choose to be a pastor tomorrow. I can choose to be an adult worshiper. I can choose to be anything. For somebody to come out and tell me what to do, they are for me. They are relevant. All right, Sunday. Thanks for calling. Emmanuel Ufua on Twitter says, We won't pay doctors who are essential workers. We won't pay soldiers, but NDDC could share billions as COVID palliatives even when their salaries were never stopped. Even the reps are the major problem. What are people with greed? Emmanuel Ufua ends that uh, tweet with shame. 
Uh, interestingly, at 5 p.m. today, we're going to talk about the NDDC, so make sure you're still listening by that time. Grace Oladejo says, if the government wouldn't be able to provide necessary materials and environment for the safety of these students, then it's better they hold on for now. Lives matter most. It's only the living that write exams. So, Imano Lokafo says, the religious merchant Pastor Kotier is falling short on funds and says, hypocrites. Marvelous Olorunshola on Facebook. Remember, it's a 360 show. So we're taking your thoughts from everywhere you send them through. You can call, you can tweet, you can Facebook, you can WhatsApp. Marvelous says, there are things federal government can do to stop the spread of COVID-19 while students write their exams, like mandatory washing and sanitizing of hands before entering the exam hall, checking of temperature, wearing of face mask and physical distancing, and also decontaminating the exam hall after any exam. Hmm. Uh, you know, these things sound great, but they're really difficult to do. So f- take yourself, for, for you know, for instance, if you wear a mask that is reusable, when was the last time you washed that mask? Let's start with that. So let's be very practical. The mask that you're wearing that's reusable, when was the last time you washed it? How often do you clean the surfaces that you touch? So your door handle, the floor of your house, the table, the floor of your office, the floor of your shop, the door of your shop, the handles, all those places, the laptop, the keyboards. How often do you sanitize those areas? It's difficult to do and do consistently. To beat COVID-19, you need to be a very hard worker, a very serious worker. And how many people are committed to that? Do you honestly think that we'll be able to adhere to the suggestion that Marvelous Olorushala has given? So sanitize. Sanitizing hands, that one is easy. Washing hands all the time, that one is very easy to do. But NBS has said we don't have enough soaps and water to actually even wash hands. How are people who are in Oroshonki going to wash their hands when they don't have water and soap? Or people in, you know, very deep remote villages that also have to take Wayek. How are they going to do that when they don't have running water and soap? But that's one. Now, if they don't have running water and soap, at least they sanitizer. So sanitizing hands is very easy to do. But you look at checking temperature. You look at wearing a face mask and physical distancing and decontaminating the exam hall after any exam. Sometimes there are four exams in a day or two or three and they use the same hall. Do you honestly think that there are schools that will be committed to cleaning the exam hall after each paper. I don't know. More messages on Facebook. Gozier Malasi says, as a human being, you have the right to stop what you don't like. That is it. Uh, I don't know what to, uh, what you're talking about, but thanks for sending your message in. Uh, Jacobs Ego says, Apostle Paul, by the various letters to the believers in Rome, Corinth, Ephesus, Thessalonica, Colossia, etc., somehow practiced online church system. He was not physically present in those locations all the time, but he encouraged them to read the letters as sermons in the various homes, churches. However, we pray that the churches be opened. All right, everybody wants to talk about that last story, so let's move on to that last story. Online church services are unbiblical. So says Pastor Chris Okotie in our third story. He's the head pastor of House of God Church here in Lagos. And he's saying that uh, churches that are worshipping online are a bad thing that they do spiritually. Now, it's not the first time that Okotie has condemned social distancing. Remember, he said that any church that does social distancing or reduces its capacity is denying that the power of Jesus is real. The power of Jesus to heal is real. Remember, he said that. And when CAN, the Christian Association of Nigeria, decided to go along with NCDC's directives, he called them Pharisees. You remember? And now he's saying, quote, We are dealing with one of the most sinister conspiracies in human history. What we call the online church is absolutely untrue because for you to be in church, you have to be ecclesia, which is translated from the Greek word EC, which is um, out, and the word uh, kalio called out, end quote. He also quotes the Bible, you must not forsake the assembly of yourselves together. Now, here's something interesting about that particular Bible verse that he quoted. You put on that, Loki, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pastor too. Amongst other things that I am, including president and professor, I'm also a pastor, a reverend. But you see, that Hebrews uh, chapter 10, verse 25, that Pastor Chris quoted, it was originally a letter. 
the book of Hebrews, it was originally a letter. The writer had a sermon to give believers. But he couldn't do it face to face because they were not in the same town. So he wrote a letter and he sent it by messenger. And the Christians who got the letter did not gather in one place to read it because it was dangerous. They could be arrested. At that time, they were persecuting Christians now. So they could be arrested and they didn't gather in one place. So you know what they did? They passed the letter around to read in private. Now, did the believers in the New Testament say, ah, this wasn't a face-to-face sermon, so it's not biblical? No, they didn't say that. And it's not just Hebrews, though. Most of the New Testament books are letters. Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, uh, Philemon, Hebrews, uh, James, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and Jude. All these books in the Bible, letters. All of them, letters, 21 letters in the New Testament. 21 out of the 27 books of the New Testament. Letters. So if you're hearing the word of God at home, in secret, and that was good enough for you as one of the first Christians because of a serious situation, how is it unbiblical today? Now, maybe you disagree. The people who have been calling me haven't disagreed so far, but I'm looking for somebody who disagrees. Let me know what you think. Do you think online church is unbiblical? Is it untrue worship? Or do you say if letters were okay, the internet is also okay? After all, in a lot of your churches, the scripture is projected on the screen for everybody to read, whether you came to church with your Bible or not. And the pastor is probably carrying a tablet while he's doing his preaching. Abby, is that also on on scriptural? <laughs> We've got Joseph on the line. Hello, Joseph. Hello, hello, Mrs. Sandra. Thanks for calling. God will continue to bless you. He will do extra blessing on you from today for bringing this topic to our notice. Okay, amen. The investigation of the Nigerian army has been overdue. Mm. Has been overdue. Mm. I believe you. I'm an ex-soldier. Okay. Good. Yes. Good. Welcome. Thank I, you for calling. I left the south of this country in 1992. I went to Liberia. I spent 92, 93. I came back in 94. Okay. I went back again by 96 January 6th, to be precisely. Okay. When I got to Liberia, I spent over two years in Liberia. I was drafted again to reinforce in Sierra Leone. I spent three years, seven months outside. So, the the issue of moral boasting, the issue of uh, wealthy of the soldier, mm. there's nothing to talk about there. There's nothing to talk about. Mm. When I came back to Nigeria, there was no letter, no means of communication. My children and my wife was afraid, if, if, if I am a good, because there's no means for, them, for me to speak to them mm. during this period. Mm-hmm. So the issue of uh, a demand that is that suggested that Nigerian should be investigated, investigated it is supported. It, it should they should investigate them. Okay, that's it. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, Ninety-nine point three. Hello, Sandra. How are you? What's your name? Yeah, Davo. Hello. Davo calling from Papa. Papa. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Yes. Sandra, if I may contrib- contribute this way. Mm. If you remember that even in the Bible, where you are, if you are a Christian, you mm. are an ambassador of Christ, even in that office, 99.3, Nigeria, mm. or where you are. Okay. So the only reason why we go to church, I think I will always, I say that everywhere we are, even if you are working in a space and you are a child of God, you are there as an ambassador of Christ. Sometimes in the church is out there, even in the market. The reason why we only gather is to go and get empowerment 
in church. We just go to the church to renew our strength. That once, and then you have the blessings, and then you now go back from that Sunday to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to Saturday. Some people, like for instance, the 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 Ten Commandments, which Moses collected. Break it, and then he went, he went back, and then he got another new uh, new one again. But you cannot argue. Will you say that the the, new, the second one was not the real word of God? Today we even have the Bible on on tablet. We have it in our phone. Some people have even continued to argue it, but I believe the word. I'm sorry, Devo, but thank you so much for calling into the show. We've got tweets here. Emmanuel Okafor, who says, the religious merchant passed... Oh, I've taken that comment before. Uh, Jerry Honor says, why the rush with writing Wayak? Health comes first. I advise it should be put on hold for now for the sake of safety. Izzy Mbono says, the issue is that... Uh, for most Catholics, it's very difficult to cope without confession and receiving the Holy Eucharist. Mazi Ifechukude says, um, okay, no, that's a different conversation. Lucky Mikoya says, I can't wrap my head around how the minister at Amuadamu is, uh, has come to the conclusion of preventing SS3 students from writing the, their terminal exams. So instead of finding a way to adhere to COVID-19 guidelines, the state governors should beg, ignore him. All right. Nerocello says, um, Chris wants attention because he's almost forgotten. I agree with Obi. The exams should not be postponed. We must move on because people are moving already. I've got an anonymous caller from Ilupeju on the line. Hello, sir. Thanks for calling. Please speaking to you this afternoon. I'm an ex-soldier, Sandra. Oh, Boy, good. Just the, 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 the Nigerian soldier, yeah. Sandra. Yeah. I, I was in the battalion. Okay. And we were fighting Boko Haram, Sandra. Okay. We went to the war. Mm-hmm. I'm a left-handed um, person. Okay. So I'm a sniper. I was one of the best snipers. Okay. So I was shooting. No moral. Nothing, nothing. No pay. No means of communication to my family. My father thought I was dead. Oh. I was fighting. I was shooting. One of our soldiers shot me, Sandra, on my ribs. Oh, my Sandra. God. Shot me on my ribs. They said in Hausa, it means that I kill people too much. I was fighting, Sandra. They shot a woman and her daughter. I was trying to save her second child, Sandra. I was running. They shot me, Sandra. I was barely breathing. It takes the grace of God for me to survive. No, I'm sorry. They, they shot you on purpose? They shot me on purpose. They say I too, they kill people. They said it now. I don't they understand kill. what that means. You too, they, they kill people. What does that mean? It means I kill Boko Haram too much, Sandra, because I was one of the best snipers, Sandra. I don't miss my shots. I'm a left-handed. I don't miss my shots. That's what they said. No moral, nothing. No pay. Sometimes. No pay, Sandra. We just fight, fight, fight. They need to investigate them, Sandra. Did you retire? You by your, Did you retire? Sandra, I resigned. Okay. I wrote a letter and I resigned. I don't want to do this job again. I don't want to serve the land again. I don't want to. Hmm. It's really, really pathetic, Sandra, in that army. There's a lot of fraud things happening in that army, Sandra. I don't know. Seriously. They need to investigate the Nigerian army, Sandra. A lot of things. They, you see, when... People are fighting, they're killing Boko Haram, Sandra. You just see somebody from nowhere who just shoot and just kill the best shooter there. Just for him to die, because maybe they are gaining from there economically. For him to just die and to stop shooting people for death. That's, a, that's a very strong allegation. That's a, that's a, you're making that's, very strong allegations. It is true. They shot two of my friends. I will send you evidence. I follow you on Twitter. I will send you evidence. They shot two of my friends. They are dead now, Sandra. They shoot you, you will go. These people gain. I'm telling you. I'm an ex-soldier. I will tell you. I will send you evidence, Sandra. That's what is happening there. That's what is happening there, Sandra. I'm totally tired, so I don't want to serve again. I came to see my family, so I'm leaving there and I'm working my thing privately. Okay. Well, I want to thank you on behalf of Nigerians for your service. And I want to apologize that you were shot. And we cannot thank you enough for your service to the country. Thank you. Thank you for calling to share your story with me. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what to do with that information. Okay. 
let me go to WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Don't forget that at 4 p.m. we are going to switch gears and talk about uh, the Nigerian Bar Association. We're going to have a conversation about what exactly it's like for women who are lawyers in Nigeria. I'll have three female lawyers uh, speaking to me right here. Uh, Good afternoon, Sandra. Would you blame the soldiers for wanting to be voluntarily retired when these men are dying unnecessarily in the battlefield? This is a battle that could have been won a long time ago, but when Buratai said they have not disappointed Buhari, I agree. But when he said they have not disappointed Nigerians, that's a huge lie. Forgiving and recruiting the so-called repentant Boko Haram is the worst crime that breaks the camel's back for these soldiers. The truth will be made known very soon. Let the reps go ahead and probe. Cosmos from Ikotun says... There are a few hypothetical questions that WASC should answer for the parents. One, if there's an outbreak among the students in a particular school, will the exams be suspended, postponed, or go on without such school? Two, if a student is COVID-19 positive, what happens? Will he or she skip the exams until recovery? Will the exams be rescheduled for such a student after recovering or he misses the exam finally? Three, who will take care of such a positive patient, teachers or parents? As for Pastor Chris, he should tell us where the sound system he's using to preach is written in the Bible. Kevin from Shasha says, Kevin, thank you for sending your message in. Chris Okoche is not serious. Sandra, how can people who are waiting for apocalypse to happen and a certain white guy with blonde hair and blue eyes to save them, think of how to make the world a better place. The reason for the proliferation of churches in Nigeria is just bad governance. People are waiting for God to solve the government-inflicted problems. We are not serious, Victor from Ejegun says. You know, this uh, comment from Victor reminds me of something that I saw on Twitter. Somebody said that uh, it's interesting that these churches, all of them, that have big branches all over the world, are not agile to open their bl- their branches in other parts of the world. Now, only the ones within Nigeria, they they agitate, make it reopen. You know, um, they're not making noise about how, oh, you know, um, it's unscriptural to do online services in other parts of the world. So churches that have branches in the US and the UK, but in Nigeria, that's where they're all making noise. Oh, reopen it, reopen it. Now, that's not to say that, you know, churches in those countries are not by themselves making noise about reopening for service. But that person was making a point about the Nigerian churches not making noise about the churches that they have in those other countries. I find that uh, a very, you know, curious piece of information. We've got Mazi Ifechukude who says that... um Spiritual communion? Oh no, that's a conversation that they're having by themselves. So I'm just going to stay away from that. Nosa Steven says that we talk too much here on, in Nigeria, but working on our problem is always a big issue. I pray we all know how and when to solve our problem as they come instead of talking about it as they come in their numbers. All right. Uh, Mikthi says, Chris, he, Chris Okotie, is he spiritual? He should talk and do, Joe. Is it now that the eyes of the House of Reps is open? Since they've been Killing everywhere. The government should do the needful for the students to write their waska beg. Okay. Uh, we've got uh, more comments on on Twitter, but um, people are just talking to each other about the different topics. I, I, I will suggest that you go and do the same. Get on Twitter and join the conversation for yourself. Uh, we have uh, Facebook where I will go and take a few more thoughts. On Facebook, we are Nigeria Info 99.3. Simeon Benga says, Good afternoon, Sandra. The minister should please let the transitional classes, Wayek, Junior Wayek and Common Entrance, right there.